This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to Join the Watch, a Game of Thrones podcast by The Straits Times. I'm your host, Jonathan Roberts, and as ever, we're going in spoiler-heavy. And with that, let's meet this week's emissaries from the various kingdoms of ST. They may not come from Westeros or Essos, but they may have passed by Yunos. Hooray, third week going. Anyway, I am joined by S. Sackthaval, Jan Lee, Olivia Ho, and Harianta Diman. Hello. Hello. Hi. Okay, what a change the Avengers may have endgame. But Game of Thrones has the game changer. This was an epic. Four major deaths. We raise a glass to Jorah Mormont, Lyanna Mormont, Theon Greyjoy, Beric Dondarrion, Ed of the Night Watch, and Melisandre the Red Woman. But the greatest of these deaths was... Lyanna Mormont. I think we agree okay. it was Lyanna Mormont. Yeah. It was the smallest warrior taking on the largest warrior. She died battling a giant. Um, so I have got to say that I don't, I don't think any of us saw that coming. Lyanna's yeah. been such a fan favorite, mm-hmm. personal queen of my heart. Yes, love her. And, love and we her. didn't we didn't see also last week, right? That we didn't we didn't list her as one of our. We did not. No, no we, we did, did not. not. Right, right. Well, there, well, there was a small foreshadowing where where she and Jora basically said Jora was like the future of our house, right. and she was like, I'm not gonna stay and stand around while my men fight for me. And then now House Mormon is gone. So, <laughs> what a way to go, though. What a way to go. Yeah, Just, exactly. You know, she was almost out for the count. She ran screaming at the giant, picked her up, crushed her to bits. Yeah. She was crushed. Like she was actually crushed when she stabbed him in the I eye. I feel the screaming was unnecessary. She, if she had just <laughs> snuck up, she's, she's little. Yes, she's some almost, some yeah, decorum on the battlefield, please. She's four feet tall. But she, she needed to be picked up. She no needed need. to be picked up to stab him in the face. No need to stab it in the toe, lah, all the same. No, no, no you, you, kill yeah, hundred percent. No, this is magic. I've, this is magic. I've had enough of you. The special dagger, stab it anywhere. Okay. Oh, but maybe she was going for the toe, but the giant did pick her up. Yeah. Because and, she was screaming. And the thing is, I think it's a lot more. I don't know. It was it's quite nice to kind of like because the the ending scene was the eye, right before. And then you see the blueness of the eye, and then bam, she went yeah. for it. So I thought it was nice. And very briefly, she had blue eyes too. Yes, it was 82 minutes of heart-stopping moments. I heard lots of screaming from these guys. <laughs> I was in another, watching it in another room, and the screams coming through the wall were epic. Every character seemed close to death, including the dragons. Oh. As soon as those Dothraki swords went out, it looked like all was lost. But one death did stand out. It was... The The Night Night King. King. An amazing moment. One that had been also foreshadowed in many ways. Mm -hmm. It was a surprise to everyone. I think that's why it worked. Um, So I think the great thing about that scene for me was how much... Like, you can really see how the showrunners have planned for this moment and GRM has planned for this moment. Like, in the very first season, Cyril Farrell, RS teacher, told her, what do we... Tell the God of Death, she said, not today. So that was foreshadowed. When season three, when she met the Red Woman, Melisandre said, I see uh, many eyes, paraphrasing, many eyes that you shut forever. Blue eyes, green eyes, brown eyes, you know. All the way around. Yeah. So <laughs> I think in season three, she started with blue eyes first. I'm not sure. But basically, that was also a callback. And then the dagger that Bran gives her. Mm. Yes. And the sparring with Brienne, where she does the move. Yeah. And the dagger is the same dagger that was yes. sent by the assassin to kill Bratton yes. in, the, in the first season. Yes. Well, I think we thought the story of that particular dagger had already ended. Arya had used it to slice Littlefinger's throat, but turns out it had another use. 
-hmm. and what an epic use it was. Mm -hmm. Night King gets stabbed, he shatters, and all his friends shatter too. Mm -hmm. And everyone dies that was already dead, if that makes any sense. Um, The thing is, though, where does that leave us now? Our big bad has gone in the middle of the series. So, theories. Arianta. To be honest, I was quite satisfied, you know, that uh, to me, I I, I don't know, like this whole... Okay, now clearly their next enemy or next person that they need to take down is Cersei, right? But I was really very satisfied with this episode. Like, I felt that if this were to be the ending episode, I'm okay with it, to be honest. Like, I, I felt that the bigger threat was really the Night King. Yeah, so I liked it. You could stop watching now. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could. Literally. So maybe maybe because I really love that scene where Arya just did the whole... I thought it was really brilliant and it was enough for me, I felt. And also you don't want Genya to... Yeah, and also because I don't want Genya to end. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, the way it was shot, right? Yeah, like, the way it was shot. Up. But okay, but of course, you know, there are three more episodes to go. Uh, I mean, of course, they have to eventually go up, uh, uh, you know, go up against uh, Cersei. And um, again, you know, they did... Prophecy is still following its track. Uh, one of her brothers or both brothers are possibly going to kill her. So Tyrion is still alive. When we thought that Tyrion is going to die in the crypts, when you know Night King summoned the dead in the crypts, which we kind of like thought that that would happen exactly. Tyrion survived that and then had a you know romantic moment with uh, with romantic opening for the comments with uh, Sansa. And then, of course, Jamie surviving as well, even though there were a couple of moments where... Oh, Bronn is on his way to mm. Winterfell, I assume. So, do you usually not shy of a few conspiracy theories? What's yours for um, this? Yeah, Bronn is coming. I would very much like to see him next episode. Um, my theory is that I think he's not really going to do it. He has such a relationship with both the brothers mm-hmm. at this point. I feel he's just going to say... Hey, forget it. You guys have, you know, screwed around with me too many times. So, yeah, so there's that. Um, the thing about the way they have done it, where it's six episodes and then now there's three and three, I think the first three are gonna, is gonna, has already been about the Nightwalkers and that fight. The next three is just going to be people talking, which I'm very much up for. And it's just going to be all that political drama stuff. Who's going to go back to the Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. Who is going to take the throne? This feels very strange. He wants it to finish now. You're just looking forward to three episodes of conversation. Because he's been, for some reason, he's very satisfied. And I can I see am. that. It was, it was an excellent episode, the way they built it up yeah. to that last scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's really think about it. It answered no questions. Yeah, answered no questions. Of course. Okay. We, we still don't know who the Night King is. Yes, we don't know who is he. We don't know where Bran went. When Bran, where Bran went when he yes, walked into the yes. Raven. And then we don't know why any of this is happening. Um, they, but sadly, they mentioned again about, you know, what the Night King wants. And, and Bran says again that, you know, he wants me and he wants the memory of the world to die. To me, that's far too simple. And there's so much complexity in the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe I just refuse to believe that that's all this guy wants. He's just a big bad. He wants everyone to die. Well, we've lost some conspiracy theories along the way. So there is no Night Queen in the crypt mm-hmm. of uh, Winterfell. The Night Bran. King was not going to King's Landing as mm-hmm. a diversion. Bran is not the Night King. Apparently we, we not. Think. Yet. Yeah. Yet, possibly. Probably Yet. not. It could I be in the future not. and in the past. Who knows? <laughs> Jen, what do you think is going to happen um, next? I think, I feel like what Sathi said, it didn't answer a lot of questions. 
and I don't feel fully satisfied, but it, the way it was shot was just so amazing, right? All the build-up, all the tension, so it was great. But I think the next three episodes, I really want things to, like, I need them to give me answers. So I need to know what Tyrion talked to Bran about. Okay, in the last, in the in the second episode, they had this conversation that we didn't see. What what were they talking about? You know, like I want to know what what happened there. I want to see Sir, the prophecy fulfilled, right? With Cersei, one of her little brothers, supposed to kill her. I, I really want to see that. Clegainebowl, we got to get Clegainebowl. Oh, yes. yes. And I I'm actually very excited for our, the Stark sisters, right, Arya and Sansa, to meet Cersei again, because with Sansa, everything that she has learned, just all the political stuff, how good she is at maneuvering and manipulating people, getting them to do her bidding. That's that's Cersei. She knows how to play the game because Cersei indirectly taught her. And then Arya is because well Cersei has been on Arya's kill list like forever, right? So I really want to see that meeting. I think it'll be very magnetic. Very Could be a bit of an anticlimax. I mean once you've killed the Night King, I mean everything else is just yeah, do do it. But it's still Genya. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be anti Then we are going to look forward to <sighs> No it. more Genya, please. <laughs> Come on. Hey, we saw the little bit of that trailer. Yeah. She was the trailer, kissing somebody. Arya is kissing someone and we suspect it's yeah. Gendry. It's Gendry. I suspect it's not. Genji. <sighs> anyway. It was a packed episode of 82 Minutes. Most notably, it was a full-on zombie attack. Now, Olivia, you are a fan of zombies. You're something of a zombie aficionado. <laughs> Uh, how does it stack up? How does this episode of Game of Thrones work compared to the zombie greats? I think it's stacked up like a pile of bodies trying to reach the top of Winterfell. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, it fulfilled, hit so many of my, my levers. Open, open melee on the fields, the way the dead just overwhelm everything. And when, you know, the Dothraki swords going out, the way they hit the Unsullied, the innovative way the Night King uses bodies, you know, to cross, cross trenches of fire, um, climb walls. Ah, you know, such... Good planning, mm. good planning. That mm. guy's a strategist. Um, and, but I think the best for me, the best scene was the library scene because that goes uh. back to the, you know, um, going back to Romero, George A. Romero, who I love. He's always said that the most scary zombie is the one you have in the room with you and they're moving really slowly, but eventually they will get you. And um, <laughs> so Arya just slipping between the shelves and you see the, you know, the whites moving up the, up the um, corridors. Is the next one going to be in the next aisle? And the moment when uh, I think she's lying under the table and one of them gets down to look at I think I broke a nail. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, of course, and of course, the, um, we saw the raising of the dead again, um, a little less effective this time because we've seen it before. But to see characters whom we care about, like Leona Mormon, turn their eyes turning blue. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to say the, uh, the killing, or the, the snap of the fingers, um, Thanos like killing everyone, uh, at the end where the Night King goes down, I, that was a little um, sudden for me. You know, I see why it's, I see why it had to happen, and I'm still very satisfied that it was Arya who delivered yeah. the killing blow. Yeah. Can Is we it, give a Can we give a short shout out to Jorah Mormon who died? Jorah Mormon who died a better. I mean, died as a better. of now, we we assume he's dead, lah, right? He's dead. He's, he's dead. dead. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's dead. But he died in the he best place, the place that he wanted to be. 
he died enclosed in the friend zone. Yeah. Just yeah. Died, just yeah. Ultimate friend ultimate zone. Ultimate beta. Yeah. Just friend zone dying yeah. for my queen. Yes. Such a good guy. Like, you all seem and, to like and, it. And, and he, but he died, died in the queen's <laughs> arms. He's happy. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, he did die in the, yeah. the... He did die in the arms of the woman he loved. Yeah, of the woman he loves. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Never having slept with her. So. Yeah. That's pure love right there. Pure love. <laughs> and then in Theon. His in his heart. And Theon, of course, got his little bit of validation. You're a good yeah. man, Theon. Mm. That Thank was you. that was a nice moment. It's the most I've liked Theon, I think. Just <laughs> surprisingly, a good warrior. I think yeah, surprisingly, yeah. you know, very adept with the uh, older bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that one bit from Bran, just calling him a good man, and then he decided to stupidly run full pelt at the Night King, surrounded by other zombies, and no. think that is ordinary spear would do anything. What was he gonna do? I mean, he was gonna yeah. die. He was facing off the Night King. Sure. At least go yeah, out well. Yeah, He's no Arya, okay? Oh! He's gonna die. Yep. We still have big, major characters. Amazingly, Grey Worm has survived. Yeah. I think <laughs> everyone looked close to death. Brian and Jamie had a wonderfully romantic moment fighting back to back on the parapets. Which was lovely, beautifully shot. Silhouette against the uh, flames. <laughs> looked very close to death. The hound surprisingly had a moment of fear and got the fear and had to be rallied into fighting again by seeing Arya and her approach. Yeah, many little characters, many people close to death, but the A-list have yet to be touched. Mm-hmm. So, a quick round. Who do you think is going to go next? At this point, I just want all of them to go. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm really genuinely disappointed. Like, yes, they did very well by, like mm-hmm, you said, mm-hmm. bringing everyone so close to death. But I guess it only worked because we thought and we know that that's what Game of Thrones does. Mm-hmm. It's going to get someone. And the fact that they didn't, I feel like they're just, you know, being a bit cowardly now. We have always known that that's what Game of Thrones does. They are known for killing all our favorite characters, all the best characters. But now that, you know, it's the last season and they have another prequel series to sell, maybe they don't want to annoy the fans. They want to make sure they all come back to watch. Maybe that's why. They, maybe mm. I'm just, I think I've got all, the tinfoil hat on again. But I think it's the next three episodes, we're going to see more deaths. We're going to see bigger deaths, right? I mean, we have to. Who do you think next? Uh, I, don't, I, I don't think Jamie and Cersei have a good chance of survival. I think they, they are meant to die together. Um, Do you think there could be another shock death in the style of the Night King? That somehow we get rid of Cersei earlier and then there's another fight going on? So I think Olivia mentioned this, right? You said Cersei might die in... I think Cersei's going to die in episode Mm 5, which would clear the way for episode 6 to be about Jon versus Daenerys. Ah. So not so straightforward then. Yeah, because mm. that's, a, that's a something that those two have yet to iron out. I mean, they've saved each other um, in this episode. But I think it's like the Hunger Games, you know. First you kill everyone else, and then at the end mm. it's just the two of you. And you're like, do you eat the berries or do you die together? Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. I still stand that Tyrion is going to die. Uh, again, it's foreshadowed, right, in this episode where he almost dies, but he doesn't die. And, you know, he's finally... Again, we know with the whole Sansa thing, they've kind of like really cemented uh, the respect that they have for each other. He'll probably, you know, yeah, bring them to King's Landing and then try to weave through and maneuver and then see Cersei. And then at that point, after, you know, achieving his arc and his redemption, he'll go. Well, seeing as she's had such a big moment today, I still say the next one to go is Arya. 
She's killed nope. the Night King. She's done a great thing. We can stop this Arya Gendry shipping <laughs> nonsense. She's the next to go. Her story's done. Well done. I and feel with like that... she has to use her face one more time. Okay, she has yeah. to and use her faceless man trick. She still has people on her list. Yeah. But that's just Cersei and we agree that her little brother would kill her. I guess. And Unless she's disguised as Unless, thing. yes. Exactly. Unless she wears one of the brother's face. Oh. That would be good. But then that would mean that she has to kill someone on her team. It's like... There must be a Game of Thrones Cluedo thing, you know? Cersei in the throne room with Arya wearing Jaime's face. Who knows? It could happen. And with that, that's where we'll leave it for this episode. Do join us after episode four for the next Join the Watch. And until then, Vala Mugulis. That was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightscience.com and bt.sg.